Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Golink, a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which is hopefully you, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. If you're looking to grow and develop consistently, you are in the right place. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals with me. Catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, failure, and even fear play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my friend Matt. Matt is another person that I met in Greenville. He's a person that I messaged on Instagram, got lunch with, and connected with through social media. And we randomly ran into each other one night in the street, and we just struck up a conversation. We went to yoga the next morning had an awesome breakfast podcast conversation and it's really cool because this episode was just spur of the moment like I asked him hey let's let's record our conversation let's have let's record it let's have a podcast and we talk about our own synchronicities um, and allowing and surrendering to life's beautiful path Matt's an ex-college football player he was actually 305 pounds and he has lost a hundred pounds so now he's down to 205. We talk about the value of rest and recovery for athletes, for everyone else too, and what athletes like or any young student or young person should be learning and how he got into a serious depression and how he got out. Um, this is a big part of the show and I hope you pay close attention to this part of the show and how listening more than talking has been a paradigm shift for him. That was a change. He started listening more. And he proves that the DM or direct messaging actually works. It's how he landed his job. And that's how we started our friendship. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. All right, y'all. Welcome to the Goaling Show. We have a special episode. And I think I say that every time. Everyone else says that every time. But why I'm calling this one special is because this is pretty much on the fly. Usually I'm prepared and have questions ready to fire uh, to my guests. Um, but I have my friend Matt here. Um, What's up, guys? Yo, yo. <laughs> so, and I feel like it's perfect that I, I don't have questions prepared because of how our friendship and relationship has come to fruition. And we'll kind of talk about just like how we ran into each other last night. And these things, just these um, synchronicities that are aligning. And so I think it's cool. Like, let's just have a conversation and see where it goes. But I think we're good place to start it is Matt I met you in Greenville yeah so just give a quick rundown of like who you are how'd you get here yeah so my name is Matt McAlvin um I played college football I'm a ex-washed up athlete but I still <laughs> yeah. consider myself um capable um still very athletic minded really enjoy fitness and um just really really studying human optimization and all that. Uh, but Greenville kind of found me. Mm. Um, my girlfriend, she's been in Greenville. Um, and I, I was back and forth uh, with her. And, you know, things aligned. And um, now I'm up here. And, yeah, it's it's been 
it's been an awesome, awesome city to get to know. And then I think the people um, that I've been able to interact with and, you know, meet you, meet you mm-hmm. just from, I don't know, being willing and open and just having conversation. Um, it's truly, it's incredible. Uh, once you kind of be still and just mm-hmm. allow yourself to experience and just communicate, um, you can really, you can find commonality and like-mindedness um, in a whole lot of places that mm-hmm. you didn't even know that this, like, I didn't know that we were going to be doing a podcast this morning. Yeah, like, and here I woke we are, up this morning, and, you know, me and Ben, we bumped into each other last night, yep. and Ben was like, hey, man, like, I'm going to yoga at 8 a.m. at Southern Ohm, and I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... And now we're sitting here It's mm-hmm. you know, we've got a beautiful Saturday ahead of us mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening. I don't know what day you're going to be listening, but we're about to have a beautiful Saturday mm-hmm. and, um, this is, this is powerful. So thanks for having me on Ben. Dude, you know, I'm stoked to have you. And I think we should start there, um, with kind of like the theme of this thus far and how I feel is a lot. You said the word allow and surrendering, like just kind of watching. And that's kind of when we ran into each other last night, I felt like that's what kind of happened. We had a few instances where, um, yeah, just weird. We won't have to get into the details cause we don't, that would take too much time. But so you've been in Greenville five or six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five or six months, but I've been back and forth, uh, kind of studying Greenville from afar, okay. um, for about a year. Morgan's my, my girlfriend's been up here for, uh, close to two years now. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So when, so when you were studying Greenville, Greenville for the first year, were you just looking for jobs? Like, do I want to move here? What were you doing during that first year? Yeah, um, I was actually, I was actually living at home with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, life throws you some curveballs, and you end up um, having to sort them through and see them through. And um, you know, uh, Greenville. And you're from Augusta. Yeah, from Augusta, Georgia. And, um, you know, it's a two-hour drive, just some back and forth. A lot of, a lot of podcasts listened to <laughs> yeah, on those drives, back and forth to see, to see Morgan. And, um, you know, just a lot of knowledge uh, that I've, you know, stumbled across. And whether the, you know, the information found me, I don't know. But um, it landed me in a place of really getting intentional with what I want for my future and what I define as finding my happiness um, and ultimately doing something and doing things that I'm passionate about has led me to Greenville and has led me to the places where um, I'm currently residing uh, digitally and uh, in reality. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool time. Yeah, and so you're an extremely friendly person from what I know you, from from how I know you, and you have, like, you're definitely a communicator and a networker amongst the business, entrepreneur, human optimization, anyone learning, yeah. fitness, like, just kind of getting better in general. Yeah. You're in the middle of that here. Yeah. Were you like that before Greenville? No, but I've always been curious, so... Um, 
I played college football. I was at my heaviest my freshman year. I remember looking down at a scale in our weight room and I saw the numbers three, zero, five. Ooh. And um to get the, how tall are you so people know? I'm, I'm about six five, yeah. six six on a good day, uh, depending on the shoes that I wear. Um but yeah, man, I just you know, that's the heaviest I've ever been. Uh, in order to play the sport of, of football, I played offensive line and in order to play that sport, you have to you have to carry carry some some weight, and you have to you have to be able to distribute it and um, you know move with it. But um, you're three of so how much do you weigh right now? Right now, like two between two o five and two ten. Dude, I'm, that's I'm really, wild. Yeah. I'm, so you've lost a hundred pounds in how long? I don't know the exact dates. So I lost a significant amount of weight in about an eight, eight month period. Um, I was working a landscape job back home and I was also really, really, uh, getting, getting after it in the gym, uh, just doing some, some crazy, crazy things like trying to run. See, let's see how fast of a mile Matt can run today. Hmm. Um, hopping on the treadmill and just busting out. I think the lowest I got was like a five, five minute 30 second Dang. mile yeah and, and you were 300 pounds <laughs> i was not three i was not 300 pounds at that time okay, i'd already started still. shedding some stuff but i was probably around uh 240 250 that's still um, a lot of weight to run yeah <laughs> it was it was fun i mean i i needed to try to find i was always searching um at, when i left football um you know like most athletes uh, we come out and you don't know where's up, what's down. Like you, you just, you're kind of searching for like, uh, some sort of, <laughs> cause all you've known is football. Yeah. All you've known is football and you're just, you're looking for that next adrenaline rush. And, you know, uh, I guess at that time my mind was like, you are going to run and you're going to run fast. And I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's see what this thing will do. And yeah, and unfortunately, um, whether or not it was diet related, it was, you know, uh, but my health, my health ended up kind of taking a, a hit and my testosterone ended up uh, dropping significantly and huh. landed me in a place of, yeah, just trying to figure, figure things out. And uh, that's, that's why I was uh, back home trying to get myself back on my feet at my parents and studying Greenville and whatnot. Okay. So let's go post. You graduated school. You're, yeah. you're done with football. Mm -hmm. Um, like, so you kind of say like, you don't know where to go with football. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard you talk about the pros and cons of football and just college sports. Yeah. Or, yeah. Absolutely. So what, let's dive into the positives first. What, like, are you so grateful that you learned from um, football? the brotherhood the 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 ability to connect with people from all backgrounds um an athlete gets to be exposed to people from all walks of life like you share lockers you shower you eat you yeah. you do you do life together and uh when you have a group of like 90 guys that you're doing life together for five years uh you know you're all young adults and you're all growing up at the same time and you're all experiencing college together and it's a it's a time in a young man's life where I feel like it's very developmental and it kind of shapes who you're going to be um for the rest of your life and 
when that suddenly ends, it's like, you know, you try to have to, you kind of have to just pick up and go on and figure things out. And, um, I don't know, try to find that next football. And, um, that's what something I've, that you're passionate yeah, about that yeah. just like, enthralls you and you don't have to like almost a constant <sighs> flow state that just yeah. takes your time that you love so much. Yeah. It just like takes you over mm-hmm. and what are on the flip side. So the brotherhood and that community really is a favorite. What was something that just, oh yeah. Like what's, what's the opposite side of that? Yeah, the Maybe opposite the dark side. side. I, I wouldn't even call it a dark side. Mm-hmm. I would just call it, you know, anytime that your time is exhausted in one area, you're going to lose, you're going to lose time in another area. So when I, as an athlete, we have to allocate a whole bunch of time to preparing and you're always in a constant state of preparation for the next season. Um, every season holds a certain degree of preparation. Um, you know, in the off season, you're preparing for the season. And then mm-hmm. it's just, it's this perpetual cycle of preparation and huh. execution. And, um, you know, having to suddenly be the coach of your own life hmm. afterwards, like, athletes we we kind of everybody says that we have have it easy but there's no way that an athlete would be able to manage a football team are your head coach and the people who are up in the offices basically give you your schedule and you're coordinated with ncaa and you're coordinated with you know the the school athletic department and you're, you're helped like you, that's what you've earned by earning a scholarship mm-hmm. is guidance and navigation through college and it's you're known you're a known entity on campus it's not like you're just showing up and you're just a normal student and that to so many degrees have been cool to just show up and be a normal student um but that's not what I was called to do I was called to go to a place and um give them my service which was my body and give them a production which was football and you know I loved it and all my buddies all of our friends that I still communicate with on a weekly daily basis we all loved it right Um, and you wouldn't change it like you don't regret it we don't regret it I mean I even with like what it can do to your body and like I mean I mean there's pros and cons about everything there's I guess it's hard to really lay regret on something that you're so in love with yeah, because it's just like, it's, it's like a, it's like Lady Gaga's bad romance, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's the something that, you know, it's bad for you, but yet you didn't know it was bad for you until you started educating yourself and you started maybe looking at some of these things that are popping up in the media and some of these things that are popping up in scientific journals and movies come out and, you're talking about concussion. Yes, I'm yeah. talking about <laughs> the movie Concussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and not not to downplay or but concussions are real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know how many I've sustained. I don't know how many I've even had. Um, because you know, you just as a as a football player, as a tough minded individual, a guy, the the male um energy, I guess about you you don't you don't want to look at those things because those things if 
you maybe had to sit out some plays like that's just it's judged as weakness yeah you don't do it it's a weakness you don't do it because um you you've earned that starting spot and you don't want the guy behind you to get the playing time that you've earned um and it's it's not from a place of you know cockiness or overconfidence but when you put in a lot of work you want to be able to go out and have fun on Saturday and yeah. and show the world and show your parents show yourself that there's a reason why I got up at 4 4:30 on you know February 17th and <laughs> um you know had a really tough morning in a basketball gym with my brothers like it's just not you know it's just not something that a normal student has to go through um but they do everybody has to go through their own things as they as they advance through college and that's what that's what we chose to do <laughs> yeah and that's cool and i feel like there's there's definitely a lot of lessons in that and like like anything it's yeah like okay this might be hurting my body and my yeah, mind yeah um but there, when we were in it though we just didn't you don't think about we don't that. think about it like dude we were just worried about I got to I got to well you're worried about winning and mm-hmm. but you're also worried about like the normal rigors of day-to-day life like you're worried about the econ test that you have or you're worried about mm-hmm. the you know you're worried about what you're going to eat for lunch like there's all those <laughs> same worries that we all worry about on a fundamental level um but you're just doing it uh with athletics and you're having to come from that that mindset and that mentality do you think it's possible to better balance because there's definitely definite value in like push to the next play push mm-hmm. through that pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i truly think there's there's value in that because mm-hmm. life like you got to push through it you can't just oh i feel i feel this little ache i'm gonna quit yeah. like yeah. because like in the gym working out you're breaking down that muscle it's painful but you also need that rest after like the recovery like you're building the muscle mm-hmm. after the gym. Mm-hmm. The gym is you're breaking that down. Mm-hmm. You feel the pain there. Yep. You're sh- like, you know, it's strained in there, but yeah. you're building it after. No, yeah. So how can we better teach athletes or anyone really that's who's just straight hustling through yeah. something yeah. and they're so blinded by mm-hmm. the love for it? Mm-hmm. How can we better educate people of once they're out of it or even during it? I don't know, man. I think there's a, you know, there's a real push right now to, uh, you know, just me having talks with certain people and just this whole community of athletes, football players, people who do something, you know, such as playing a sport, finding some sort of transformative or some plan that you can almost implement, whether it's, you know, sanctioned by the NCAA, whether it's student-led, whether it's, you know, by your team. If mm-hmm. you have some sort of group of seniors that, you know, you you come together and maybe form a council and you all discuss things, issues that, you know, you're all going to have to face, whether it's huh. Life 101. I saw on LinkedIn, I think there's a Penn State grad who uh, spent some time in the NFL and he's back at Penn State teaching a class called Life 101. That's I think cool. I, I posted about it on my LinkedIn um, just recently and I, I kind of actually covered this exact uh this exact conversation it's there needs to be some sort of prep like some sort of preparation 
for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. these things end and yeah. they're beautiful and we love them but they go away and you're going to have to you're going to have to be able to uh to cope and to um to realize that it it was something you did but you can go and you can do anything that you want to now and um having that freedom to know is uh i don't know i think that's everything what's just what's one topic if you were to teach a student about life 101 what's one thing you would tell them don't take everything so serious Hmm. so what does that mean like why do you say Um, that um i don't know man life is life is short but it's it's very sweet if you truly just look at all the opportunity around you and calm your mind and just be still you know the world is moving and we're moving all at a very fast pace mm-hmm. and uh, technology is moving faster than we than we can really comprehend with our our human intellect and um you know just understanding that the suffering the the, the things that you're going through that are tough yeah, it's it's just for a moment in time, and uh, this too shall pass. Yes, and um, yeah, you'll you'll be okay. And that's for good and bad things. <laughs> Whatever you perceive as good or bad, yeah, everything is temporary. Everything's temporary. Um, um, and I heard something recently. I actually listened to our to our dude Aubrey Marcus this morning. It was it was a podcast, and one thing I loved that I've thought about before, but it hit me this morning was the fact that you know i have been taught through religion and mm-hmm. most a lot of us are as well that we obey and we do things now to experience heaven after we die but he's like you can experience heaven now like heaven is now heaven is everywhere around us and what you seek is inside you like you are heaven like the people you love are heaven like right now is heaven i was like dude that's so true like let's not wait to like enjoy or like it's now yeah no i'm i that's that's a place where i've had to really you know come from uh i think when you when you isolate yourself and i i didn't necessarily isolate myself but i didn't have all that many people to talk to uh during the times that i you know was was at my parents house i mean it just you had to get, I got really quiet and I spent a lot of days inside, uh, my head and, um, you know, I, I'm finally back out in the world and meeting awesome people. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I continued to learn while I was, um, you know, going through what I had to go through. But, you know, all these teachers and all these people, they, like I, I found them, they didn't, you know, they, it's just, it's wild. It's really, it's really, I don't, I don't know how to really put it in any other frame yeah. of mind other than, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Um, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but do you mind if we go to go there about like what you went through when you're at your parents? Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we can go we to can delve. Yeah. We can delve into, <laughs> um, some of those things. Yeah. So yeah. Stop me if, if it goes yeah, you're good. too deep or whatever. Or too uncomfortable. So this is an impromptu podcast. Impromptu, (laughs) and growth is where the discomfort is. That's what I believe. So, so shortly after you graduate, like you were, I know you're doing some like sales jobs, some networking jobs. Mm -hmm. And so, how long 
like did it take from college graduation to your parents house how long was that from college i went straight home straight i, home. I went then, straight home after graduation and i i didn't really have a i didn't really have a plan i'm going to be honest um you don't really think about what you're going to do mm-hmm. like i just i was like oh you know i'll figure it out i'll figure this thing you out you probably said that every time that came up in your mind yeah i'll just you know just put it on the back i'll figure it out and uh Luckily, I had a friend of mine who had a landscaping business back home, and uh, he needed some help. And um, I wanted also, uh, there was a little bit of like, I want to see what it takes to run a business at the ground. I want to be right next to the owner and the operator. I've got, I was working on my master's degree at the time. Um, Luckily, you know, playing sports, it's, I'm so grateful. for the education that I received, I think I really... Did you get your... So you graduated in business? I graduated with a business degree in 2015. Um, and then uh, due to being redshirted um, in athletics, you gain uh, an extra year of right. playing. And I had to have some curriculum. And um, I got into our, our master's program and got my MBA from, from Gardner-Webb. Yeah, that's in awesome, In 2017. Dude. So... Um, but while it, while I was working that landscape job, I was also I was also in school. So I was I was a two I was I was going to school and working, and also I had taken it upon myself to to really start looking at my health. And it was a I think it was a big subconscious goal of mine that I always wanted to see what my body would look like and feel like at a smaller weight. I had mm. been big my whole life. Um, always had a chubby kid demeanor. I was always kind of a little bit of a class clown, but always, mm-hmm. I've always felt like I've been a guy that, uh, I don't know. I've always had really good relationships and, uh, and friendships throughout school. And, um, yeah, it's, it kind of comes full circle. So is there anything as a kid from being that bigger kid, like what, like what baggage or self discovery have you realized that like influenced, like, how you are yeah does that make sense yeah because I think, like how you're treated like whether from your peers or, or parents like no i think being the bigger kid you're you're automatically your teachers notice you your peers mm-hmm. notice you when you when you're like i was always in the back of the the line when we would like walk through the hall do you remember like walking through the halls like doing like covering your like we used to have to walk through the halls and like cover our cover our mouths with our fingers because that was what? like that was like what our teachers <laughs> told us to do in kindergarten. To we be would, quiet. Like we would, it was like line leaders and stuff. But I was always the person in the back because it always went shortest to tallest. But you put your your finger over your mouth. Like we we would have to like walk like this. So shush. So like one. So you're pointing finger over your mouth <laughs> just to like sing, be quiet. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like what we do. Like like to me like. We take that as a, as a deeper thing, though. We're like we're telling kids to silence themselves, literally, by doing that. And I didn't even think that deep about it until yeah. just now. But yeah, we <laughs> we we would do that. I mean, at the time, it's like, yeah, we we do need to be quiet because this is a hallway, and there are maybe some other kids that are busy yeah. taking a test, and mm-hmm. you know, we could there's reasons. I could we could all cut up, and we could get loud, like. There's a, there's, there's some rambunctious aspects that we would always, we'd somehow get in trouble, but, um, yeah, just being a bigger kid, uh, 
and I was chubby too. Like I was always kind of self-conscious of yeah. like the chubby aspect. I'd wear two t-shirts. Really? Um, yeah, man. I'd wear two t-shirts. Um, and <laughs> like an undershirt or legit? Like a, I would wear an undershirt and then an overshirt. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, which is funny, but I just saw a clip from uh, the Goonies mm-hmm. and I just, I kind of witnessed like chunk how like yep. in order to be in order to be their friend like they would make him do the truffle shuffle and um i don't know it was just it's just funny i think you know like the chubby fat kid like it's just fun like you're a funny person and you're fun to be around mm. and people enjoy to have somebody who's gonna pull their shirt up and do the truffle <laughs> shuffle every now and then i guess has that have you done like any unpacking of that like do you have any like insecurities from that like kind of like hey like you're the funny fat kid like yeah that's part part of the personality and it's fun i don't even know if i've even been claimed as the funny fat kid but that's good yeah like it's just i think that's just a label that uh that you know as you're growing up those are kind of things that maybe are here and there but um no, I don't. So you didn't take it too personal. No, I, I never took really anything all oh, that personal. Um, you know, I think I've always been a little self-conscious. I think we're all self-conscious to a degree. The most thing, the biggest thing that I've been self-conscious about lately is probably losing my hair. Interesting. Yeah. So I know that's a big thing for men. Yeah. And for some women, that happens too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for me, I, like, so my older brothers are receding and balding uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember, so I'm 28 and I think when they were 23, it was starting to happen for them. And I remember them both asking when I think I was like 23, 24, 25, like, Hey, I wonder if Ben's going to lose his hair. I'm like, if I do, cool. Like yeah, I'm yeah. just going to be a ripped bald guy, you know, like when just, I'm just going to shave my head and be ripped as hell. Yeah. But like for me, luckily, like I haven't, I have a head of hair. Yeah, nice, nice head of hair. Oh, thank, thank you, sir. <laughs> Can I have some of that hair, sir? <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, um, like, yeah, like that's still though. Like I remember that wasn't insecurity cause it was like, Oh shoot. Like, yeah. Is that going to happen? Like mm-hmm. we all have insecurities. Um, okay. So yeah. rewind back to you and your parents' house. Yeah. 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 How did you, do you remember, was it gradual or very quick that you got into a depression when you were there? So uh, the depression came, um, let me think. I, I have a, I have a tough, not a tough time, but it's almost like, it's almost like there was a black hole that happened and um, almost like memory that was, that was lost due to my inability to produce testosterone. Um, it's crazy depression or why did that happen? So the testosterone, we're not really sure why it, why it happened. Um, I'm sure it's, it's got a bunch to do with, with diet, maybe, maybe overexertion. Um, and then even going into the, the realms of TBI and, even CTE, I, I don't know. Um, what are those? So CTE is um, is oh, golly, uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Um, wow, I think it's chronic. Um, it's uh, that's kind of the 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 whole gist of 
the movie Concussion. Okay, okay. Um, and then TBI is traumatic brain injuries. Okay. Um, so yeah, there, there's. So a, it could be. It could have been. Could, from it could football. have been. It could have been from football. Okay. It could have been from diet. It could have been from overexertion in and, the gym. In the gym. I okay. mean, there. I really set myself up um, for a whole a whole host of possibilities. Just because you were killing your body, basically, just by overexertion you know, in certain ways. And, and yeah, possibly. Um, and it's just so hard to pinpoint. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had I had to go and and um, at the time that the depression came, it came after I had just received uh, probably what would be to most as the best opportunity and the best start to a professional career that one could imagine in terms of like being in an industry and like just you know a, a really cool place I, I got hired on by a medical device company and I was in the operating room and I was helping uh, assist neurosurgeons um, ENT specialists I was present for uh, tumor removals spine fusions uh, ENT cases helping people with sinus relations and so were you in the sales of the I wasn't medical in the devices? I wasn't in the sales I was in okay. the support side so okay. I was actually I was actually um, helping support the sales team and I was traveling around and basically being uh, being present for those those procedures and uh, I was still I was still in school at that time too I was knocking out my MBA and uh, transition from landscaping to the operating room, which is yeah, kind of a big, crazy. big switch. That I went from switch. running a weed eater to running <laughs> a, uh, a very, very, um, high level, uh, device, uh, and being around a whole different group of, of individuals and, and medical personnel and, uh, doing a fair amount of traveling as well. Um, and the news was, so you're doing really well in this new job, and what was the best news that like could have happened? Can you repeat that? So you said when the depression came, it was at a, like a peak moment in this new job, right? Yeah, it it really was. I I took this job. It was it was a rigorous rigorous interview process um, for anybody who's who's been in that industry. You know um, what I'm talking about, and it's uh. I just, I moved, I had to move in order for, uh, in order f to take that job. And, uh, it really happened super organic though. Like I, I, I found a, uh, an athletic service that helps position athletes. Mm -hmm. They're called career athletes, actually great service. Cool. Um, and they helped get me to a place, uh, to, to have an interview with these guys and, I, I obviously impressed them enough in order for them to for them to hire me and um yeah it's it's just wild it's it's really wild to study um but yeah moved moved away from home down to south georgia and had a territory uh from georgia to to some parts of florida and was back and forth um but really really found myself at a place of not being able to cope and, um, you know, I, I, I'd have, uh, times where 
I would just have random random outbursts of emotion and mm. uh, constant thirst that couldn't be quinched. I had uh, so what, like is constant, that figurative or literal? No, it's literal. The um, thirst, the thirst, like I, water. My mouth, like I couldn't drink enough water. That's just fascinating. I've never heard that. Couldn't drink enough water. Um, had insom- insomnia. Um, had a group of geese that were actually in a pond behind my apartment and they'd keep me up at night and hmm. um it was it was hell bro it was a living it was a living hell um and it, i say all this and you know when you're on your own like down in an apartment by yourself in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere your girlfriend is living what is now six I don't even know how far how far it is from Greenville to where I was living, um, but you're living a f- long distance relationship. You're in school. You're isolated. I'm man. isolated. I'm working a job that you have to be on your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, no time to relax. No, I mean, there the job was an incredible job, and I I think if I if I was to go back and be able to to be in the headspace that I'm at now, I'd have no problem. Mm. Um, so what do you think got, like, do you know how have you unpacked that or discovered that? Like why, how did you get into that headspace? That headspace came from, from a lack of, of testosterone, man. I, I didn't know what was wrong with me, but Mm. I had felt transition before I had, I knew the transition from high school to college was going to be tough, but you handle it. And you mm-hmm. just, I just walked and mm-hmm. this was, this was, this was a different, this was a different feeling altogether. Truly. Okay. So how did you, you said you were listening to, you know, a lot of podcasts. Yeah. How long did this, um, depression phase last for? The depression phase, you know, I, I think once you get exposed to, um, to that dark side, to that darkness. Mm-hmm. Not that it follows, but you're aware of it. And there's still, I still have, I still have days. Your days? Yeah. But at least not every day like no, it, was it, it was constantly, right? Dude, it was constant. It was 24 hour cycles. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Constant fight or flight. It was, I was, I was in a bad, bad spot. So how did you begin to get out of it? I'm, I had to ask for help. I had, mm. I had to ask for help. I From God or what does that mean? From anybody that would listen. Mm. I had to find find people, find my family. I I would go back home on the weekends when I was when I could and I would just I would express to my mom and dad that I was not okay. And they they looked at me and were like, you know, this is a transition. Like this this is these are things that happen. This is life. This is, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. And I'm like, no guys, like it feels worse than that. Something's wrong. I don't know what's, I don't know what's up, but I need, I need to go either talk to somebody. I need to go get some blood work. I need to really figure out what's going on. Cause I just don't, I don't feel myself. Yeah. Wait, can you expand on that? You said you don't feel yourself. Yeah. Didn't feel m- Matt McAlvin was not operating the the controls mm. anymore. That's so interesting. It was Dude, thanks for talking about this. Like it it's not 
easy and but it's real and other people go through it and you still have your days yeah you know yeah so and it's it's a practice you know like it's i mean it's it's truly a practice and it's um when you see the that side of your of yourself um and you witness it and you look at it and take it for what it is and being on this other side of life now outside of that um I don't know, man. I'm just every day. It's like I live and die every day now. And it's like, huh? I love that. So I've heard that before. Can you go into that? What do you mean by you live and die every day? Um, so I look at the, the depression and the black hole that I entered as I died. Like I spent a year, I watched seasons change from my parents' house. I watched trees lose leaves mm-hmm. from, the comfort of my own childhood bathroom. And one day I'm, I'm being dead ass. I can show you the Instagram post that I felt so moved after the shower that I took that huh. it pushed me to like have the, the courage to like own all the shit that I mm. had been enduring and like just release it. Um, so that's cool. So, I mean, I remember you telling me during this moment, like making a bed was a win, right? Like making your bed, Dude, bed was like, okay, I just need to make my bed and boom, like yeah, that's my win like, for the day. Yeah. It, making my bed might as well have been like somebody, I just won the lottery. Like I, I felt better. I felt like I had achieved and my room was clean and, um, you know, it's just fundamental, like, I had to strip myself of everything. And some people would be like, well, why do you, why do you feel like you had to do that? Well, cause I, I felt like I had to, like I truly, I had to get bare bones with it and I had to build. Does that mean just like, so what do you mean bare bones? Like, just like so you're stripping yourself of what? Stripping myself down to like the fundamental aspects of life and just returning, okay. just returning to going outside. Like, dude, there were oh. days where I, there were days that I, Okay. There were weeks where I wouldn't see sunlight. Really? I'm being the serious. Like in your room? Not in my room, but just I was, I was or so, t- I was so, I had. So you mean it? Like you were? I extr- I had extreme social paranoia, social anxiety. Um, I still like big crowds of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's too much stimulus. It's it's a little too much for for my brain at times. Um. And so I get, I get, crazy. yeah, I get a little, I don't know. It's, it's, these are all things. I mean, these are all things that I, you know, I, I felt like I had to almost turn my parents' house into like a, like a Buddhist monastery. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really what you were I'm, doing. I'm like, I, I just put my headphones on and I would pace around my house and so. I'd eat good food. I mean, luckily I come from a family that my parents were able to bring me back and mm-hmm. I was able to do what I was able to do. And, um, then I, I started feeling, started feeling a little bit better. I started, you know, I started reading. I, I read, uh, I read a whole lot and I started finding that I wasn't alone. I, there were a lot of people who, mm-hmm. who feel like me and I, I came to grips with the fact that it's okay to feel these things and it's going to be, 
you're gonna be fine. You just gotta keep keep going. And then this almost this this voice um, just came along, and uh, it's it sounds cliche, but it's like mm-hmm. once again my footsteps almost feel guided these days, and oh. I just I just listen and just walk where where I feel I'm told. So like the voice. What do you mean? Like, did it say something just, specifically or just like, kind of like, you'll be okay. Just keep not, going. Not like a, you're okay. Just like, I just felt a presence and mm. I, I would, I slowly started to find my way out of my parents' house and turned into their personal landscaper. I just started mm-hmm. just doing, just beautifying things within my, within my reach and understanding that you, you can change what you want and you can like you can make anything beautiful again yeah, and i love that personal <laughs> landscaper has anyone said that or did you make that up i, I just that was on the fly this dude is... that is huge dude personal landscaper <laughs> dude please write a book called personal landscaper a guide to trimming your inner shrub <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we have a new york times bestseller <laughs> dude that is interesting so for you so a shower yeah. Kind of just for whatever reason clicked. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a slow burn. Oh, yeah. Of slow burn. Just thinking day in and day out. Uh-huh. Just listening. And I think, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but the big change was listening, right? Listening more than talking. Mm, listening. And not necessarily in conversation, no, but probably talking a, to yourself well, or telling yourself things, just, just listening. Just being a passenger. Ooh. Like just being a passenger to all these intellectual people that I've had the luxury of just diving into their work, like Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, Ben Greenfield, Chris Kresser, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. I can go on, Ben. Do you want me to go on? <laughs> like, the, yeah. I mean, th- these people, they, I feel like they're my friends. I feel like podcasting, I feel like this transmission of audio, if you truly listen to it and you, listen with an open mind and you just allow yourself to make your own protocol based on what you've heard that has worked for other people and not be so, you know, quick to jump on a train just because somebody else has jumped on it. But, you know, David Goggins says, be unapologetic about who the fuck you are. Yeah. Don't, don't sit around and like, woe is me. Like, and I got to that point and I'm like, dude, you're ready to reenter. You're ready. Like you've, you picked up CrossFit. You feel good. Like your body is working again. You're, you're back. And like the world needs you. Dude, that's beautiful. Um, man, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that, sir. I don't know what happened. I just, uh, dude, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, um, yeah, having me on, man. This is uh, it's, you know, we're gonna t- continue to have a Dude, powerful you know Saturday, and uh, I can't wait to to continue this relationship. It's a dope ass yeah, Saturday. This um, is sick. One last thing I want to ask you about is so you work for a company here, yeah, um, called Radical. It's it's a marketing. Would you even describe it as marketing it's, agency? It's more than that. It's social. So it's social. It's social. Um, yeah, we're we're doing a whole bunch of different things and testing different strategies and helping position, uh, products, services, and even personalities. Um, mm-hmm. we're doing a whole lot of things and just bringing what feels like like-mindedness to, um, 
to a place and uh, really just looking to help people, uh, you know, tell their stories and be be more of that uh, the storytellers behind uh, certain product services and yeah personalities. And then do are you beyond Greenville? Right now, yeah, we uh, we're able to help anyone, um, help anyone nationwide. We can. So if anyone's listening to yeah. like, hey, I want my social yeah. to expand, like, like yeah, like when I I can tell it's funny. Like I know when it's like radical brand because like one, it's great, like it's good, but I'm like, yep, I know that they, what they're doing, but it's like really good. So if people want to expand and grow, not only how it looks, yeah, but telling the story, yeah. And, but I know you guys are really involved too. Yeah, we, we are very, very involved. And you uh, care. We do. And, you know, right now. Um, and you're genuine. There's, there's I'm just, just going <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Um, we, we're really trying to do our best. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's all that anybody can, can ask for. Uh, but we, uh, we think we're, we're kind of, I think we're kind of front runners in this in this space of uh social and being able to to package things uh in a timely fashion. We're just we're very nimble and uh, moving at the speed of social media is extremely difficult and business owners, you know, individuals, even myself, it's very hard to keep up. And uh yeah. you, you you almost have to to really look at it and figure out, you know, who knows more than you, who knows more than you about something that you don't know mm. and go and either meet with them or, you know, this, this is, this is beyond what I do professionally now. Um, this is, a, this goes for everything. If you want to be better at yoga, go spend time with somebody who's very good at yoga. Yeah. Like just start finding these people, find these. Listen and learn. When man. the student is ready, the teacher appears. Ooh, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just a, that's a, you know, that's, that's something that I continue to to tell myself, and I just, yeah, man, I just walk. I like that. I think that's just cool advice. And um, tell everyone how you got this job. So first off, what's your title? My title is brand strategist. Ooh, brand strategist, dude, that's legit. Yeah. And you didn't have marketing experience before you got this job, right? Not no, like any not like technical any business real life. to business. Yeah, you know. Um, but, but you've I've, research and well, I've I've been a I've been kind of the street street smarts. I just yeah. I spent a year basically studying social media on my own because I was so involved in podcasts. I was so involved in keeping up with the world on social media because I wasn't able to actually go out and be with my friends or I didn't I didn't have the I didn't have the ability to go and be social um, because in the world, in the world, just because of my mental, the headspace I was operating from just, I needed, I needed all that time because all that time is, uh, you know, I'll forever look back at that time now that I'm sitting where I'm at now. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a still moment. Still moment. And so tell everyone how you got the job. Cause I, this is, like anyone can do this. That's what's yeah. cool. <clears throat> I uh, got big into studying uh, Gary V, Gary mm -hmm. Vaynerchuk. And, you know, he's got a uh, strategy called the DM strategy. <laughs> and most people would be like, well, what's that? Like, 
you direct message somebody and you'd be amazed at uh, at the response that you'll get if you just take the time to craft something meaningful. And, you know, uh, I, I reached out via Instagram and found found Ryan Alford and found what he was doing with, with Radical in Greenville. And I was like, this looks like something that I would, I would really like to be a part mm-hmm. of. And, um, yeah, it was just like, it made sense. And I, I was like, you know, let's go take a risk. Let's go, let's go do something that you've been studying and, um, you've been preparing for this moment. Yeah. You, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I I sat with my dad, and I was even considering maybe even starting my own podcast. Like, mm-hmm. but I I now I help produce a podcast, yeah. and that's that's enough. Yeah, and that's so really just from a DM, but like carefully crafted. Yeah. You're not just gonna say, "Yo, what up? Yeah, yeah I want to work for you. What up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. it was it was. Uh, yeah, I I, I, sh- I assume you still have that DM, right? It wasn't even a DM. It was actually a Facebook message. I, oh, I okay. studied I studied the platforms, and I was like, hmm, based on the response that I get on Instagram, I see there's. it seems like maybe there's more chatter that's on, that's on Instagram. I don't know okay. how I'll be able to reach this person, but I'll go to Facebook because that seems more appropriate for my ask. Mm. Seems more appropriate, and I'll, I might get somewhere... Um, and I'll have a better ability to lay out what I wanted to, uh, to ask. I had more ability and, uh, yeah, I just, I liked, I liked Facebook messenger for what I, what I, uh, was seeking to do. That's cool, dude. So one quick tip from a brand strategist and what you've learned in the past five months, what's one thing that put me Any, on the spot here put me on the spot uh, here you can think i'll keep talking just because you know what i'm gonna ask so one tip so whether it's for an entrepreneur anyone just trying to like just try to better someone's day yeah. with whatever it is through social media they're trying to make an impact in big or small ways what's one thing they can just do that or grow their audience just whatever they're trying to do yeah how can they make the impact they want to make own own what you put your name behind. Um, you know, you're a walking, talking, digital representation of yourself yeah. in reality. And the world, you know, we're going to continue moving down these down these roads and social media is going to continue to develop. And, you know, um, based on what we just saw in, in New Zealand, based on those terrorist attacks mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, we've we've been in discussions with some local local news stations, and have even you know, I think there's some people I've I've heard these ideas from from others. These ideas are not my own, but coming up with a like a a rating system for social media, and I think that's a real thing. That's that's probably on the way to make sure that people, you know respect these communities that are being built and understanding the true power that these things have because you have the ability to to go live on your on your inst- on your phone like you have the ability to go live and do something that news stations like 
I mean, we've all seen the news trucks that have the satellites and the big rig, like the big setups and stuff, but you're basically your own media company and you're your own. Yeah. You don't need that big truck, man. You got your phone. Yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy to study. Um, but yeah, just understand that you are, you are who you are and, you know, digitally or in real life, you know, it's, yeah, just being, being aware and, uh, displaying self-awareness on your, on your platforms and understanding how to gear your message to each, each platform is, uh, that's probably my best tip that I could give. Cool. Thank you, sir. So every show I do something that's called scroll my soul. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> so what that means is, you know, I take notes on my phone, whether it's from podcasts, conversations, anything, book, whatever, any inspiration I get, I usually, I have a long freaking list of stuff on my phone. So I randomly scroll through and I wrote this down this morning and I think it's perfect for us for this conversation we just had. So I'm going to tell you what it, I'm going to read it. And then I just want to know what thought comes to mind, how, how, like how you feel about it. Any experiences, just tell me how it resonates with you. Okay. Pain is unavoidable. Suffering is not. Suffering comes from the resistance of pain. Pain is okay. It will happen. Yeah. I mean, dude, suffering, suffering is in everything. It's, it's the fabric of what I feel like pushes us to, to become more. Yeah. The pain pushes us to become more. (laughs) I mean, you don't, you strain, you strain to gain. That was the biggest thing from football. I mean, strain to gain, strain to gain. Like you've got to fight pressure with pressure. It's, it was all, yeah, it was, there's all these parallels that other things can, you know, you can draw from and, um, yeah, suffering is in everything, but it's all about how you use that suffering as fuel in order to, to saddle up and, and, um, go get what you want. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it is like pain will happen. Yeah. But from like, yeah, suffering is is your choice. Like hope, like, yeah, just (laughs) rewind and listen back to that because it's true. Yeah. But, um, okay. Thank you, sir. Do you have any last tips or advice or anything you want to say to the, say to the world, Uh, to the world? To the world. That's, that's, a, big, world. that's a big ask. Um, I don't know, man. Just love each other. Like, truly. Like, mm. life that's is... That's cool. I like that one. Yeah, man. It's it's so cliche and it's so washed out in this world that and we And love yourself, in. man. Love, love yourself, yeah. yeah. Take the time that you need because at the end of the day, who's going to do it but you? Dude, it's so true. Yeah. Boom. Okay, well, Matt, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I might this have been, to, uh, I don't know. People might need <laughs> tissues when they're listening to this whole thing. Are you serious? <laughs> anyway. Don't cry, people. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Awesome. We had an awesome Saturday. We really did. From yoga, coffee and tea, podcast. Now we're going to go own the day. I encourage everyone to own your day. Thank you. We're out. <laughs> Peace. Boom. I hope you all enjoyed that wonderful what a wonderful interview with Matt. And as you can tell, 
I like to do one take and I like to show that the process isn't perfect even when recording and putting on an episode. Anyway, this week's challenge is inspired by Brene Brown and The Call to Courage. The Call to Courage is Brene's Netflix special that she recently released. So the first part of the challenge is to watch that special. Second is to dare to be vulnerable. And why we're being vulnerable is because vulnerability is often misconceived and misunderstood as a weakness and not a strength. But watch this Netflix special so you can understand why being vulnerable is so powerful and it is a strength. So our challenge is a vulnerability challenge this week. Here are a few ideas. It could be an apology to someone you've been holding a grudge toward. You could journal to yourself about your insecurities. You don't have to talk to somebody if you're not ready for that. But journal to yourself. Have that conversation with yourself. You could post a video talking about your personal challenges. Put it out there. Live your truth. That's one thing that I've been doing like through tough times that really helps me is talking about it to people and putting it out there because you never know what strength or what power that's going to give someone else or just lead any type of difficult conversation. Any conversation you've been afraid to have, go have it. Be vulnerable because vulnerability is strength and not weakness. And there are a few ways you can report back once you complete this challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoLinkChallenge, tag us in your stories, or use the GoLink hotline. The hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or don't have social media, but still a desire, a form of accountability. So to use this hotline, once you complete the challenge, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at GoLink Group. My name is Ben, and I truly love you. Have an awesome week, and this is The Golink Show.